the really interesting development from Apple. When they drop their next software update coming up this month, you're going to now have an option to track your mental health. And this is a pretty new concept when it comes to what it is that your smartphone is able to do in correlation with your mental health. So what are some maybe negative implications of this uh, and what are some positive ones? We're going to get into it right now with our guest who's a PhD student and philo- at the philosophy department of Western University, Owen Chevalier. Owen, thank you so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. This is, I think, so interesting. My knee-jerk reaction is that this feels a little bit invasive. But you write about this in theconversation.com, and you kind of talk about your own experience with it. And I think you've maybe sold me on the idea of of using this new new app. So let's just start with the fact that Apple is no stranger to kind of diving into well-being and health. This isn't their first foray into this, right? No, no. Apple is kind of to cement itself over the last few years as the as the leaders in health technology in in smartphones um, so there is the health app which track everything from uh, your exercise your sleep uh, you can even link uh, health records uh, I think primarily in the US um, so this is kind of the next step and that's how they, they've sold it is that the next thing that they want to do is is mental health I think so much of their technology are, are things that you, at first you think, oh, I, do I really need that? And then once you start using it, this really becomes a part of your life, like being able to use some of those health tools and track your steps, for example, and track your sleep is another really good one. These tools prove to be something that I think can really serve us well. So this next one is really interesting. It's called State of Mind. Tell us a little bit about the intention of this new development and, and how this looks and will work, Owen. Yeah, um, so there, there is some evidence to suggest that um, just tracking how you feel throughout the day can help you get a better sense of, of your mental health. Um, so what Apple has tried to do here is uh, make that easier for you to do. Um, so you get random notifications throughout the day um, and you, you can open the health app. Uh, and it's just a sliding scale from unpleasant to pleasant of, of how you're feeling right now. Um, and then you can add, you know, more details in like, you know, what are you doing right now? You know, how would you describe this mood? Um, and then and then what's really cool is you can kind of see this data aggregated um, with other things. So how you felt throughout the past month uh, connected to how you slept and how you exercised primarily. So it's it's prompting you randomly then. You're getting these pop-ups kind of throughout the day. Can you program when you want these check-ins to take place, or is it entirely random? How does that work? Uh, it seems like uh, now for the beta software, all it seems to be doing for me is giving them once in the afternoon and then once right before I go to bed. Okay. Um, I haven't actually looked into whether or not I can change that because this has worked for me. So when you're talking about the sliding scale then, just describe that in a little bit more clarity. It's just... It's a sliding scale with with numbers allocated to the feelings, or just some you just pick a word that's associated with your feeling. It's uh, so so it's um, like what, what we call in psych research a Likert scale. So from very unpleasant to very pleasant is the is the range, um, and it's just the word. So okay. you know you say I'm feeling unpleasant right now. Um, and then there's kind of a color and animation that's associated with it, um, probably mostly for aesthetics. 
you know, I think that just the very act of even tracking it itself is really interesting because I wonder how many people are actually doing that or consider themselves too busy to really even be checking in with their emotional state. And whether you do anything with this data or not, I think even just taking that one second to sort of check in with yourself could be really beneficial. Do you see this as something that's entirely positive? Um, no, definitely not entirely positive. I do think, again, like, uh, as you say, a lot of people are busy and, you know, I feel like we've all, everyone's had a phase where we thought we should take up journaling or something right. to help get a sense of how we feel. But like, lasts for two days. you know, who has the time to do that? Yeah, you do it on January 1st and January 2nd and then give <laughs> yes. it up for the rest of the year. Um, but but I think um, there's a concern about becoming reliant on Apple for more of how you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, because then you're dependent on both the iPhone for keeping all of that data. Um, so you, you're kind of stuck getting a new iPhone um, and also that it, it's limited in how much it can actually tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm torn and I think I will be someone who will will use this and check it out and sort of see how how I feel about it, but it does sort of suggest this idea that, you know, we might be leaning into being too closely woven with or dependent upon tech. And I wonder what those implications could mean for us. Yeah, I mean me too. That's a lot of my research focuses on on how that dependence being the way that we see ourselves, especially. Um, so if you're if you're looking for your iPhone to tell you how you feel, um, a kind of an anecdotal example is that ever since I have started tracking my sleep, I noticed that when I don't sleep as much, um, I tend to feel worse or make myself feel worse. You know, like maybe I felt like I got good night's sleep, but it says I only got three hours, so. Now I, I'm second guessing myself. Mm. Like maybe I'm not not as energetic as I thought I was. Right. Um, like you're basing your feelings off of the data that you're seeing on your phone, and not necessarily on what you're internally actually feeling and being able to check in with yourself. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and there's some research, especially in the eating disorder literature, um, on this. So you know, apps that track uh, how much you eat can change the way that that you feel about. Um, about your food consumption sure. um, for the negative. When So intuitive eating is better. Maybe intuitive feeling would be a better thing to do. It also, you know, maybe I'm skeptical here, it makes me wonder about what Apple is going to do with this data. I mean, this could be an, an open door to be marketing certain types of products or certain types of um, businesses that might want to to talk to you or or reach out to you if you're feeling if you're feeling in a negative state most of the time. And maybe that could be for the better, but it also feels like a huge opportunity to, to maybe make some money off of people. It, it can be scary to give away that much data. The, the good news is that Apple is probably the one company that's not going to do that. Um, they tend to market themselves as not selling your data to, to private companies. Um, and, and, the, and all of your health data is end-to-end encrypted. So that means that it... Apple actually can't see that data. Um, the only person who can see it is you from your device. Mm. Um, but I think, again, the, the bigger concern is if you wanted to transfer that health data. So, you know, after 20 years of, of all your health data being on the iPhone, there'd be no way to do what Apple is really interested in. is getting you to buy more Apple products. Sure. How is it being received? Are people skeptical? Are people um, kind of excited about it? 
Um, I've seen a bit of a mix. Part of the reason I wrote this article is that people weren't really talking about it at all. Um, you know, it, it was a big feature of their last uh, keynote address, but it hasn't made a lot of uh, a lot of headlines so far. And it will roll out later this month. That's when it will be available for people that update uh, their phone to the latest iOS 17. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a new phone released uh, in a couple of days, and then they'll probably uh, announce whenever this comes out. So by the end of the month. Okay. And then it will be familiar to many more people. Owen, thank you so much for breaking this down and making the time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Owen Chevalier, PhD student in the philosophy department at Western University, talking about this new state of mind tool that's going to be part of the latest Apple update.